Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome, listeners, to the Speaking from Our Hearts podcast episode. Today, I'm joined by a gentleman by the name of Dr. Leonard Scott, and he's joining us from Indiana in in, in Indianapolis. That's a bit of a tongue twister. (laughs) Indiana in Indianapolis. Um, Have I got that right, Dr. Scott? You have it exactly right. (laughs) Thank you. So a very, very warm welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I believe today you want to talk to us around a title that um, is around health, wealth, wholeness and happiness. And to be more precise, 31 days to health, wealth, wholeness and happiness. That is correct. That is that is correct. Yeah. So, okay. so let's start the conversation. Um, I want to, if I can, just this is a very general one. Whenever I get involved in a health related conversation, I'm all. I'm always interested to ask this question: Is there a strong case to shift the mainstream discussion from mental health, those two words, mental health, to emotional wellness instead? What's your thoughts around that, Doctor Scott, to set us on the path? Um, I I actually believe that they are two different things. Uh, I don't think they're the same. Uh, mental health and emotional health. Um, can be related Um, and you know it's really interesting when you speak of health there's so many different dynamics Um, you know we as individuals are not just physical beings but we're physical um, and we're uh, spiritual and and uh, as well as mental and emotional all these different parts of us uh, in order to make the whole uh, I, i believe that the mental um, has to do a lot with your self-talk, with your mind, but the emotional um, has to deal more with your feelings. Uh, and I know this this is a fine line <laughs> that mm. we're trading here, but I, I do believe there's a, a slight difference. Mm. Okay. But isn't it true that, um, or is it true? I mean, let me not be assumptive in that, uh, in that question around... Um, what we say to ourselves is often far more important than what we say to others. That self-talk, those words, words are important, aren't they? We've kind of just proved that really just by that simple question around perceptions of is it mental health or is it emotional wellness uh, or are they two separate things? And to quote one of your fellow Americans, uh, Tom Peters, maybe perception is all there is. So... I'm just, you know, around these these words um, here, Dr. Scott, I'm just kind of want to home in, if I may, um, around that self-talk, that language we say to ourselves and how important that is. I think that it, your self-talk is extremely important. Um, and the more positive self-talk you have, I think the better and the less negative self-talk because I believe that... Um, 
words have power. Words have power. Mm -hmm. I know we say the, the saying sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me or never harm me. And I, that's just not true. Uh, I think words can leave scars that will still be there long after the sticks and stones have healed, you know? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think it's very easy for us to get lost in cliches of, um, you know, things like, um, well, like you've just said there, um, sticks and stones, you know, break our bones, but words will never hurt me. But the actual reality is they do and they can. That That is the truth, isn't it? Yes, yes. Very deep wounds. You can, things that were said years ago will still be plaguing you. Some loved one that said, made a remark that, uh, and that remarks have even caused people to commit suicide and, and to uh, do all kinds of things, you know, just from a word that someone said. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to focus in. Um, this 31 Days to Health, Wealth, Wholeness and Happiness is actually the subtitle of your book, isn't it? Preceded by the main title of The Ultimate Boost from Within. So give us an overview, Dr. Scott, of your, of, you know, of your book in its entirety, if you will. Certainly. Yes, The Ultimate Boost from Within, 31 Days to Health, Wealth, Wholeness and Happiness. And so it's built on the premise that we are... Uh, not just physical beings. A lot of times when we talk about health, that's the first thing we talk, we think about. We think about diet, we think about exercise, you know, these things for the for the physical part of us. But um, the book deals with not only the physical health, and it does deal with diet and exercise and the physical uh, person, but it also deals with your mental health, your mind, uh, your self-talk, as we were talking about, and your emotions. Um, the amount of laughter that, that is involved in your life as opposed to the amount of anger and worry. And, and also it, it deals with uh, relations, your, your health and relations, how you relate to other people and how other people relate to you. And also it deals with financial health, your finances, which is very important. You know, so they say that uh, there's more, the number one cause of divorce is finances. It's not, uh, infidelity is finances and mm -hmm. and and also uh, your spiritual health that that part of us that uh, some people don't even know exists that that uh, inner man uh, the health of, of of him and so all of those together uh, make up your health and and you know a chain is only as strong as its weakest link and if any one of those is weak the chain can break yeah absolutely do you think, Dr. Scott, there's, um, I don't know if it's the right word, hierarchy of when you mentioned the spiritual, the emotional, the mental, the physical, is there a hierarchy there in terms of what's more uh, higher rating than the other? Um, and, th and there's a very specific reason that, that I asked that question, which I'll come to in a moment. But I'm just interested in your thoughts around that, around, you know, is one more powerful than the other or not, as the case may be? Bearing in mind, you've kind of just framed it as a this holistic sort of balance of, of all of them in the mixing bowl, so to speak. Yes, I, I believe they're all important. But if if I did have to say that that one was more important, um, I would say that the spiritual probably 
is the most important. And the reason for that is um, I believe that there is a part of us that is eternal. And mm. um, I believe that this outer shell, the, the physical part of us, will go back to the dust. Um, we're going to be buried somewhere, and that's, that's when we're going to go back to the elements. But I believe there's an inner part of us, that, that spirit, that will uh, live on eternally. And I think that uh, what we do here in this physical body uh, will determine how that spiritual part of us uh, exists. Mm. Interesting that you've singled out the spiritual as the, um, my words, obviously not yours, the top of the tree, so to speak. Um, I just want to share with you, um, if I can, Dr. Scott, why, why I ask you that question. Um, a few years ago, when I was very colourful in my life, in my world, um, with my uh, label of drink addiction and all the, all the craziness that went with my very dark, desperate world, there was a very senior church member that said to me one day, I didn't know him, I'd just kind of come across him, um, what I thought at the time was coincidentally, and he said to me, he said, I've been watching you for some time, and he said, you really think you're some kind of boy, don't you? Meaning, you know, it wasn't a compliment, let's put it that way, <laughs> okay. because I was, I was, I was kind of color, very colourful in those days. I, I had very high need for significance because of my own world inside, the way it was um, full of dark destruction and, um, yeah, a very, very, very desperate way of existing. And so physically, I got myself noticed by getting myself in a lot of fights, literally. Mm. And he said the physical aspect... He said he's bottom of the pile. I know, and at the time, I mean, I'm going back to my sort of early 20s. These words actually meant nothing to me. But it's ironic that after decades, I've never quite forgotten those words to this, this stranger, from this stranger. And he said, there's a level of these four different things. The bottom level, the easy level, as he called it, was the physical the next level up is the mental level. Mm -hmm. And then the next level up is the emotional level. And he said, if you imagine it like a triangle, the very top of the point is the spiritual. Mm -hmm. And that's why I ask you that particular question, Dr. Scott, in terms of an hierarchy, because I think, I don't know if you, you'd agree with this statement, but I think when we're struggling in, in our lives, in our world, in whatever aspect that art we're, that, that may be, we kind of look for some kind of concrete model. Mm -hmm. um, and some would say, actually, no, Paul, we don't. We look for a spiritual model that's called faith. Mm. And, and you know, that I think that's very individual to all of us. There is no right. There is no wrong. It is what it is um, for us. And, but that's the reason, um, Dr. Scott, I gave you that sort of question to say, you know, does that kind of make sense? Can you understand that particular model, even if you don't agree with it. What are your thoughts around what I've just said there? I I, I, I totally agree that, you know, and I can also relate to you uh, in your younger days, because in my younger days, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if I realized there was a spiritual part to me, you know. Uh, mm. it, it was all about the physical and, and if it was the mental, and it was all for the wrong reasons, you know. I wanted... Uh, to look good so that the, 
so that the ladies would or the girls would look at me or you mm. know that so I, I would be uh, you know which is really a very elemental reason to want to look good or be healthy you know yeah 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 so within your book there's there's um there's an overview isn't there of like discovering a relatively simple doable exercise program to help improve health uh, without actually training for a marathon unquote tell us about that uh, dr scott yes yes and so it to be healthy you know we, our society today, um, especially here in America, is a tremendous amount of obesity, a tremendous amount of heart disease, tremendous amount of, of diabetes, and conditions that really can be controlled in most cases by lifestyle. Mm. And, and so um, the, the, the book you know, says that, and, and the physical part of it, as far as our physical bodies are concerned, you know, if you want to run a marathon or if you want to be an athlete, you really have to train. You have to train hard. You have to condition your body. But just to be healthy, you really don't have to train. There's just certain, you know, you can almost just change some habits. Instead of driving around the parking lot trying to find the closest spot to the door of where you're going, drive up. Park far as far away as you can on the lot, and jog to the door. Uh, you know, you don't have to get a membership to the gym. You know, just there's things you can do. You can get down and do some push-ups in your mm. living room. Um, you can do jumping jacks. I mean, there's just things you can do without having to spend money. You know, a lot of people use the excuse, "I can't afford," you know, to get a gym membership. Well, you can. You can run around the block, you know, just you can afford some hopefully some tennis shoes and just run around the block and just anything to keep you moving. We live in a very sedentary society where we sit for hours in front of computer screens and in front of televisions. And, um, the body is made to move and, and the more movement we do, the, the better, the better the body gets. So uh, it's a matter of of movement and of course also your your eating habits if you're eating all the wrong things and uh eating late at night and going to bed eating a lot of greasy foods and um, a lot of sugar a lot of salt and, and you know we we salt and sugar have a bad uh, rap but the deal is you need both of those to live you cannot live without salt you cannot live without sugar the problem is we eat way too much of it and then it becomes a problem. And so the key is not abstinence, but the key is moderation in order to be healthy. Uh, we need to stop allowing our lusts to determine how much of what we eat and, and start controlling those urges and uh, in order to become healthy. So also within the book, the three unique parts that you refer to and how they work together to make one whole. I, I kind of love this approach because when I ever see that, whenever I see that word one and oneness, it automatically brings in the connotation of duality or, or more. Um, what are these, 
what are these three unique parts that you refer to? Well, the, the three unique parts are the body, the soul, and the spirit. Now, now our body is that part of us that we communicate with our environment. Um, we use our eyes, our ears, our uh, taste, our touch, our smell, you know, in order to communicate with, with others and with uh, our living space. Mm. But then our our soul is more or less our our mind and our emotions. And that part of us is the part that communicates with ourselves. It's, it's how we um, how we think, how we process uh, who we are. And but then the other level, our spirit person, is that part of us that communicates with God. And it's um, it's another it's that third level that you were talking about. Um, I guess fourth, but but yes, it's how God communicates with us, and we communicate with Him. Interesting. I like that insight. I like that clarity around soul because I know one of the questions I I get faced with regularly is around this this perception that the soul is the spirit but i think what you've done there just by clarifying the simplicity of the mind and the emotions actually make up the soul it gives it that kind of distinction doesn't it yes yeah i like that so what's the importance of unleashing the power of, of good attitude to make positive changes in our life for example oh good attitude is premier i tell you if, if you have you have the right attitude, you can about accomplish or overcome anything with the right attitude. Um, and your your attitude is is determined by your thought process so often, and you you have to determine, you know, I'm gonna think good thoughts. and um, it's amazing how by having the right attitude, like if if you want to, uh, be positive. The things we're we're created to the point that we can actually um, help form uh, healing in our own bodies. When we uh, science tells us when we laugh, when we do a lot of laughing and um, belly laughing, things happen in our body. Uh, endorphins and other chemicals are released, which are actually have healing properties and uh, actually have the ability to uh, lessen pain in our bodies. and But then on the other hand, when we express the emotions like anger and, and fear, and frustration and all those, th those also um, have chemicals related with them, which uh, kind of have the opposite effect. And so we have the ability by determining, you know what? I, even though something strange has happened to me, I'm not going to let it uh, make me emit these negative emotions. We have the ability to control uh, the emotions that we have. You know, they may come, but we don't have to dwell on them. We can change them. Mm. Is that about having awareness to actually witness yourself in your reaction or behavior or whatever? state you're in, you're in at any one given moment in time would that be a fair statement 
I think so. You know, I heard a story about a man that it was very wealthy. He was actually the owner of multiple um, corporations and had um, these uh, huge buildings and, and this industry. And and uh, one day, some you know, and, he, and everything that would happen, he would always say, that's good. You know, whatever it was, he'd always say, that's good. Well, they came to him one day and told him one of his plants had burnt down to the ground. <laughs> Mm. And they said, now I wonder why he, he's going to say that's good. But he, he, he stopped for a minute and, and he didn't say anything. But then he said, that's good. <laughs> and they asked right. him, well, what's good about it? And he said, I don't know, but it's good. <laughs> well, wow. later on, what happened was uh, they found out it was one of his older uh, plants that it burnt down and it was insured. And they were going to be able to build a new one. Uh, and it was going to be better than the one that burnt down. And so a lot of times when things happen, sometimes they they seem like they're really bad. But if you step back and look at it, a lot of times there's probably some good in it. Yeah. And so we make the decision of whether or not we're going to let situations uh, make us sad and mad or whether or not we're going to keep a positive attitude and just say, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, that, that detachment, what, what I'm hearing there, uh, Dr. Scott, in my own understanding is, is detachment and and getting angry around events and, 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 you know, events are neutral in life. The only power they have is what we choose to give them or not actually sort of consciously choose to give them, but what we give them anyway, because we let our emotions run amok. And an obvious one for me on that is, um, and I speak from past experience around an attachment, say, to a football club where, you know, my allegiance to a particular team or club was so passionate and focused that if they won, then my world was utopia. If they <laughs> lost, I was so depressed, down, you know, adjectives abound on this, but it was like my world was so dark and desperate and I was so miserable. And it's like, to the point when I was 13 and a half, I actually attempted suicide over this very, very same issue. Wow. I mean, there were there were other issues prevailing, but I suppose the point trying to make in this um, is the power of beliefs. Right. And kind of goes back to what uh, you said at the top of this conversation, really, Dr. Scott, about, you know, the words we we tell ourselves and the power of those words um you know just be careful what what you wish for and cliches like that because that self-talk has got an uncanny habit has it not of becoming reality if we're not careful that's true that is so true mm. positive self-talk you know my daughter uh one of my daughters sent my wife and i what she calls positive uh, affirmations and she told us I want y'all to say these every day this is our baby daughter I guess she's mm. in her 30s now I guess she wants to see us live a long time you know <laughs> yeah but, yeah but these affirmations say something I am beautiful I mm. am somebody I am the top I am the head you know just different things like that that you just you know help you to to uh say positive things about yourself rather than, you know, when you do something and say something like, oh, man, I am so stupid, you know, or mm. that was so dumb. You know, instead of saying stuff like that, because 
like you say, those words have power. Absolutely. And, and you know, one of the humorous um, aspects I often share with people either on a podcast conversation like this or whether it's a client that um, I'm actually um, involved in a mentoring relationship with is around a name, a badge, a label, call it what you will, that I gave myself in a former life of this limiting beliefs, depression, anxiety, suicide, addiction, all this stuff. Of and I gave myself the name of Shufflefoot. That that was my alter ego because I walked down with my head looking to the floor, my my shoulders slouched, and I was shuffling my feet in victim mode. Poor old me. You don't understand my problem. You haven't got a problem like I've got one. Nobody has. And there I was shuffling through life, playing the victim. And I played it very well because it gave me a lot of significance. Mm. And I didn't understand any of this at the time. It was just who I was and who I'd become. And then I offer the contrasting story now uh, of when I'm looking in the mirror, uh, having a shave and say, do you know what, Paul? You are one very, very, very handsome, special guy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, because we have a choice. So, you know, and I even actually use the term Superman now when I'm talking to people. Why don't you tell yourself you're Superman or Superwoman? Because whatever you tell yourself, you will become, you'll believe it. It'll become yeah. a self-fulfilling prophecy one way or the other. So you may as well go for the, the brighter side of life and saying, do you know what? Yeah, I really am, you know, X, Y, or Z, or A, B, and C, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, you know, and, it, and it, it pays to surround yourself with people that believe in you. Because sometimes people can carry you, tear you down with words and tell you what you're not. And, you know, when I was when I was a boy, I had a very low self-esteem. And, you know, my goal was just to make $100 a week and party on the weekends. But my dad saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. You know, he would tell me, he said, boy, you got a good mind. He said, you do something with your life. You know, you can be a doctor. You know? And he would tell me that. And, you know, I didn't believe it, but I, I loved my parents and I wanted to please them, you know. And so here's what I said. I said this to myself. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try my best to be a doctor. I'm gonna do my best, and then when I fail, I'll be able to tell my dad I tried my best, you know. And but what I found out was that anything you try your best at, you probably gonna do it. Mm. But it really paid to have somebody around me who saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Yeah. And instead of yeah. telling me, "Yeah, you're right." You're not anybody you know, telling me you are somebody, you know, and, and speaking life into me, you know, and, and words have power to build or to tear down. Mm, absolutely. I just want to flip back very, uh, very briefly. And I hope I've got this right, because, uh, yeah, if I haven't, I'll, I'll make myself look, um, yeah, dubious. Um, that was the first word that came to my mind, whether it's appropriate. But I just, on that attitude word, I did um, an exercise with with um, somebody once, some time ago, and I said, okay, let's let's come up with a word, and the, the object of the exercise is to get 100. Not 99, not 98, but 100. And... How we do that is A equals 1, B equals 2, C equals 3, 
and z equals 26. So every number, every letter in the alphabet has got a number. Right, come up with a word that equals exactly 100. <laughs> and the word is attitude. Wow, it's really? It's 100, yeah, it's 100%. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of other positive, I mean, it's a long time since I've done this, so I sincerely hope I've got that right, recalling from memory. Um, I'm 99.9% .9 sure I have. Um, if I haven't, credibility's gone straight out the window and I'll, I'll probably stop doing podcasts, but <laughs> that's another story. Um, yeah, um, but just, just a simple interesting exercise to inject a bit of uh, humour into proceedings. Um, I want to ask you a very big question, Dr. Scott, but before I, I do that, I just want to park that momentarily and ask you, uh, as we start to, to work towards a close now, and ask you, how can people find out more about you? How can they contact you? Uh, where can they find your book? You know, what, what's your contact details for, for the purpose of our show notes? All right. Well, my website is bishoplscott.com. Uh, bishoplscott.com. Um, I'm on social media, on Facebook at Bishop Leonard Scott. Instagram at DocScott49. The book is available on Amazon, also available, of course, at my website. And um, it's available not only in, in a paper, in, in hard copy, but also available as an audio book and as ebook. Superb. Thank you. As I say, they, um, as, as, as regular listeners know, those uh, that information and those contact details will be in the uh, in the show notes that uh, back up the episode. So, by way of bringing things to a, a conclusion, then in this uh, enthralling conversation, I thank you sincerely for for you know what I call the dance that we've shared for the last thirty minutes or so. Um, I want to ask you this: if you had one just one piece of advice, information, call it what you will, that you wanted to pass on more than any other, and you can call it creating a legacy, if you will. What, Dr. Scott, would that one piece of advice or information, what would that be? Oh, wow. As I'm thinking right now, it would probably be to properly prioritize your life. Get, get your your priorities straight. That can mean all the difference between uh, total success and total failure, by having your priorities straight. And I believe at the top of your priorities should be God. And then after that, if you're married, it should be your spouse, um, not your kids, your spouse. <laughs> mm. And then... And then your kids, and then after that your career, or your your ministry, or uh, whatever your calling is. Um, but so many people have so much trouble because they get those out of whack. Um, mm. They either put the career at the top, or or they put their children at the top. Or, but the way we're made, the way we're created. God has to be the center. Um, that's just that's just the way we're made. Um, and then when you commit your life to another person, by covenant, that person should be your next priority. 
and then the other people that you all produce should be your next priority. And then after that, uh, the career, which so many of us make our number one priority, then get to mm -hmm. the end of our lives and feel like, what was it worth? Yeah. So I, I guess, just want, go on, sorry. I was going to say, I guess that would be the one thing that I think uh, is very important. I just want to, um, I normally, um, when when I ask guests that question, that, that kind of literally is the sort of, the closing mark uh, remark on the um, on the podcast conversation, but on this one, I just want to sort of um, offer, if I may, that um, you know whether it's God, source, higher power, call it what you will, because I think it's fair to say for you know that intimate relationship, as I call it, is so so well, it's literally so intimate and different for all of us, whatever that may be. But I think what's undeniable. Is, and I always use the example of a mobile phone standing alone. So a mobile phone and um, is is a vessel for being able to communicate, to being able to talk, um, pass messages on, etc., etc. So there's the good old mobile phone, and stands alone, all important. I'm the king of the castle because I've got the power to communicate. Hmm. Okay, so we talk for an hour on the phone, fine. And then the battery starts to to uh, to drain. <laughs> Two hours, not much left now. Got to be careful here. Squeeze another half an hour, maybe. Bing, conversation stops. There's no further life or communication without plugging into external sources there. Mm. And I think that's a great metaphor for all of us that, uh, you know, just to kind of reinforce your point there, Dr. Scott, in my humble opinion, for what it's worth, is is absolutely right. That that higher power, be that God, be that, be it what may. As I say, I, I believe that's very bespoke, intimate um, for all of us. And but without that tapping into that external source, mm -hmm. we simply die and we can't communicate and we cease to be in the world. Wow. Excellent. Excellent example. Analogy. <laughs> wow. So um so there we have it listeners with deep gratitude once again to Dr. Leonard Scott from Indiana, Indianapolis for taking part in uh, this this podcast conversation and talking about his book The Ultimate Boost from Within 31 Days to Health, Wealth, Wholeness and Happiness. And I think that kindly uh, very nicely and kindly segues into, um, as I always sign off by saying, no matter what you do in life, always walk your path with heart. Heart, helping everyone achieve results towards success.